Yo fam, Coach Sam Strongjens coaching back with another solo episode for you guys. And on today's episode, I'm answering three questions that got sent to my Instagram DMs. If you're not following Strongjens on Instagram, it is Strongjens underscore coaching. Go ahead, give us a follow, send me any question you have, and I'll answer it either on that platform or on this podcast. Before we get started, gents, if you can please leave a five-star review for this podcast if you haven't already, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen, so thank you for all the love and support, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's get started. Just give me a second while I bring up my phone so I can access these questions. Okay, question number one. Coach Sam, can you still get strong on a low-carb diet? I feel weaker since trying keto. This is a common thing that happens to people who go from a high-carbohydrate diet to a more ketogenic or low-carbohydrate diet. Can you still get strong? Yes, absolutely. I've been on a low-carbohydrate diet for about three years now, um, usually below 30 grams a day. Not exactly keto because my protein is extremely high, 250 grams a day, but it's still in that low-carb realm. I'm doing it more for digestive reasons ever since I got COVID or the vaccine. Who knows? Um, my gut has been destroyed. I don't handle carbohydrates good anymore. I don't handle dairy good anymore, and I never had a stomach problem ever. Um, and the only thing that seems to work is a high meat-based diet with a few berries here and there, avocado, and eggs. And that's pretty much all I eat. Um, I don't eat any vegetables right now, sometimes cucumbers and baby carrots. Uh, I don't eat a lot of fruit except for, like I said, berries, uh, about a handful a day. And I use whey protein powders and, and oils to get my calories in. So I have a lot of experience with a low carbohydrate diet and I've done ketogenic diet in the past. Um, I've lifted serious amounts of weight in a low carb diet and I've performed obstacle races on a low carb diet and I've run on a low carb diet and I've worked 15 hour days on a low carb diet and there are ways to maintain your strength you just have to be smart about it so tip number one is to give yourself enough time to adapt to your new low carbohydrate diet most people will feel like crap for about one to three weeks until they start to understand the foods they do well on, understand how much food they should be eating, and allow their body to adapt to no carbohydrates coming in. Uh, and that takes a little bit of time because most people don't know that your body holds a lot of carbohydrates in your muscles and in your liver. And until your body runs out of these, you're still going to be running on carbohydrates. So it's going to take a few days to run through your muscle glycogen and a little bit longer to run through the, the glycogen that's in your liver because the muscle glycogen is usually first in the liver um, or vice versa. I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, you're going to have to wait a couple days, maybe a week for it to clear out, especially if you're inactive. If you're more active, it'll clear out faster. And then your body has to learn how to use other sources of fuel like fats and amino acids to produce energy for you. And that takes a little bit of time. Um, so you need to, one, allow your body to adapt to your new low-carbohydrate diet and also be diligent with your calories. What happens is a lot of people who go low-carbohydrate end up going very, very low-calorie because for most people, carbohydrates made up the majority of the calories they were getting in their diet. So let's say 
I'm just using random numbers. Let's say you're eating 2,400 calories a day on your regular diet and you eliminate all carbohydrates from your diet, but you just kind of maintain what you were eating outside those carbs. And now you're eating, you know, 1,600 calories a day, which is usually what happens. Now that's very low, especially for most men, men who are bigger as well. If you weigh a decent amount, if you're like 170 plus pounds and you're only eating 1,600 calories a day and you're trying to work out and build muscle and all that stuff, it might be too low for you. Now, I don't know you, obviously, who you're listening to this, but just off the top of my head. So you may be experiencing fatigue and weakness in the gym because you don't have a lot of calories. You don't have a lot of extra energy to perform well. So tracking your food with an app like MyFitnessPal, MyPlate, FatSecret, whichever one you want, Fitbit, they all do the same thing can give you, give you an idea of how many calories you're consuming. And you don't want to be too low. Now, I can't give you specifics because, again, whoever's listening to this, I don't know you personally. Or I may, but I'm not with you face-to-face right now. So I can't give you specific numbers. I don't know your weight. I don't know your activity, so on and so forth. But it's good to get an understanding of where your calories are by tracking them and then make adjustments from, from there. Um, the second way, number two way to optimize your strength in the gym is to make sure you're supplementing properly. Uh, So when you go low carbohydrate, your muscles no longer hold on to water as as well. So you get dehydrated quickly. And if you're not rehydrating constantly, you're gonna be peeing out all your water and that means lack of performance in the gym and more fatigue, which we don't want, right? So you need to make sure you're adequately hydrated and also consuming more sodium. I know it sounds controversial because a lot of you have been on a low-sodium diet your whole life, but low-sodium diets do have adverse effects as well, one being dehydration, especially if you're low-carbohydrate. Sodium helps hold water inside the muscle cell, and if you don't have carbohydrates holding onto water, you need a little bit more sodium to help hold onto some water and to increase your ability to have a muscle contraction and produce strength. So salt is very important. So salt your meat, salt your eggs, salt your food. You don't have to go overboard, but you need to, do need to add a little bit. You can also add in an electrolyte supplement if you'd like. They sell liquid electrolyte drops. They sell electrolyte powders. Um, you can find zero sugar powders. BioSteel has one. I have no affiliation with them. It's just something I used for a few years. And there's a few others out there as well. Uh, but dialing in on the smaller aspects of the diet, such as hydration and supplementation, can help. Now, also increasing your strength in the gym on a low-carbohydrate diet I have found that supplementing with creatine monohydrate has helped immensely. If you're eating a ton of red meat, you're going to get a good amount of creatine in general, but I think most of you are not doing that. And when you cut your carbohydrates from your diet initially, again, you're going to be lower calorie, lower energy, and until you start to figure out your personal diet, you should be supplementing with creatine monohydrate to increase muscle contraction and energy production in the gym. That's how you maintain your strength, is by being patient and starting to optimize that diet when you're cutting out those carbohydrates. Um, Also, if you're only cutting out carbohydrates um, for weight loss, you know, I would think about, you know, do you need to go keto or can you do a form of carb cycling? So if you're someone who really has strength goals, Okay, and you really want to maintain your strength in the gym, but you do want to go lower carbohydrate for whatever reason you want to lose some weight or you're like me dealing with digestive issues. What you can experiment with is carb cycling and carb timing. So, for example, 
on your weight training days or any training days where it's running, high intensity, weight training, whatever the case may be, you could have a serving of carbohydrates that are easy to digest like white rice or even like a Gatorade and you can implement that you know, about 20 to 30 minutes before your workout so you have more energy during your workout to maintain your strength. That's another option that you can do. That has worked wonders for many of my clients and even myself when I do implement that strategy. All right, so I hope that helps. That's question number one. We're going to move on to question number two. Let me bring back up my phone. Okay, let's see. Heavyweight low reps or lightweight high reps for more muscle, which is better? Um, okay, I've answered this question in the past. I'm going to do it again because I will be answering this question for as long as I continue to train men because it's been such a hot topic forever because everybody wants to know, like, what should I be doing? You should be doing a hybrid of both because they both have their benefits. You should be doing heavy weight for lower repetitions. The reason being is because this allows you to get strong as hell. And if you want to build as much muscle as possible, you need to get strong because the stronger you are in general, that means you'll be able to lift more weight for more repetitions as time goes on in your journey to building muscle. But you need to pair that with a bodybuilding style of training so you can get a lot of volume in on your muscles. What grows muscle is volume and increased stimulus over time. So volume is the amount of repetitions you put on each muscle group to tear the muscle tissue apart. And the stimulus, the more intense stimulus, is adding weight over a course of weeks, months, and years to keep your muscles having to strain more and tear them more over time. So I'm a huge fan of a hybrid approach, which is power building. You mix powerlifting with bodybuilding. So for example, if you were doing a three-day split, you would do push, pull, legs, or push, pull, full. And on your push day, you would do heavy bench press. On your pull day, you would do heavy deadlifts, heavy rows. And on your uh, leg day, you do heavy squats. Or on your full body day, you would you would you know prioritize one main lift, like a like a heavy back squat or a heavy deadlift. And then on the rest of the workout, you go into your bodybuilding. So two to four sets between eight and fifteen reps of a weight that you can barely get the last couple reps with on each set. So they go hand in hand. You need to do both, okay? I'm just gonna take a sip of water. Give me one second. Ah, ooh, on these podcasts, guys, I get going, I get ranting. I need to make sure I'm, I'm hydrating, especially because I'm on a low carbohydrate diet. Um, but in general, I'll give you an example. Like you literally can build muscle doing anything because it takes time under tension, which means how much time are your muscles being stressed over the duration of weeks, months, and years. Now, two great examples are, one, cyclists. If you look at the quads, the legs of a cyclist, they are huge, right? And they, for the most part, are just pedaling miles and miles and miles. And the reason their legs are so big is because there's so much tension for years and years and years on those legs, working uphill, working on, on lower gears, going for long miles. And that tension tears up the muscle and it allows it to build more. Again, another example is a gymnast. Their biceps and their lats are huge from constantly holding themselves on bars and rings and doing pull-ups. 
So it's the time under tension that matters most. And you know, we do that by repetitions, okay? That's what helps build more muscle tissue, but we still need to get strong so we can increase the stimulus, increase the amount of pressure and tension within those muscles over time. So it's not one versus the other, it's using both at the same time in an optimized program to get you the best results over weeks, months, years, so on and so forth. So do both. For your heavier powerlifting, you wanna aim between you know, one and five reps. You really never wanna do one rep of stuff. You should try and let your leave your ego at the door. You know, three to five is great. Um, and you wanna push those limits and you wanna be on a program. You could try a five through one program or a five by five program or even a 10 by two program. Uh, and any program, just make sure you stick to it long term. And then bodybuilding, again, two to four sets, eight to 15 reps um, for each muscle group. And you wanna do uh, three to four days of training, all right? We got one more question, guys. I just gotta, I should just leave my phone open, but it keeps locking on me. So give me a second. Okay. How can I increase my bench press? Uh, this is like such a bro question, but I love it. Um, I was never the greatest bencher. You know, my best bench press was 215, 255 pounds. Um, and I was weighing about 157 pounds at the time. So it's pretty good considering my body weight, but I was never the best. But I was really bad at it at one point. You know, I struggled so hard to get 205 for the longest time. Uh, and then I finally, you know, really dialed in on my technique. And that was really the catalyst to increasing my bench press. Um, so how do you get your bench up? You get better at the skill of bench pressing. Now, I can't show you proper technique here over a podcast, but there's a bunch of great videos out there on YouTube. Um, you can also reach out to me, stronggenscoaching.com. Uh, you can, uh, I mean, uh, stronggenscoaching at gmail.com. And send me a video of you bench pressing, and I can send you back some tips on how to optimize it. But positioning is everything. Creating full body tension <clears throat> is everything. And then also doing it more than once a week. You know, I started benching three days a week when I was trying to hit 255, and uh, that helped immensely. Um, that was that was really probably one of the best things I did, which just increased the amount of time bench pressing uh, because I got better at bench pressing by doing it more often. And my body got used to pressing weight off my chest more often. Uh, but there are a few exercises, accessory exercises that can help with increasing your bench press. One of them being dips, okay? Um, dips is an underrated exercise, but it really increases the drive of the triceps and chest together. And it helps you get past that sticking point on a bench press. Now, if you can't even do a body weight dip and you eventually go from doing no body weight dips to you know, 10 body weight dips, you're going to see an increase on your bench press for sure. And then you can add weight to those dips as well. And you can do heavy sets between three and eight reps with added weight. So you just hang a weight off a belt or put one between your ankles and that will help as well. Um, and then another accessory exercise is, is doing different range of motion bench pressing. So putting a block on your chest where you usually get stuck and working with heavier weights from that position and just maintaining full body tension. A lot of people in the bench press, they just drop the weight on their chest and try and bounce it back up. And that's some people who are really good at that, but that's also a skill that needs to be practiced. That's actually like a really, like it's a skillful technique that a lot of people who, you see a lot of these elite powerlifters, 
They look like they kind of dropped the bar just on their chest and explode it back up. But they, they maintain full control and tension in their muscles and of that weight the entire time. It just happens very quickly. You don't notice it. Uh, but by trying to maintain proper positioning and full body tension, you can increase the drive in your bench press and allow you to grind out more reps. Um, so I'm a fan of that. And that's really how you get bench press up, okay? Focus on technique, okay? Do it more often, so at least two days a week, but maybe even three if you really want to increase your pressing power. And then also adding in exercises like dips and uh, short reps like block presses and so on and so forth. That will help as well. Uh, all right, guys, that's the three questions I got sent to my DMs. If you have any questions, you can email me at stronggenscoaching at gmail.com or Follow me on Instagram, stronggents underscore coaching, and send me a DM, and I'll either answer it on here or on that platform. Please, guys, if you haven't, leave a five-star review for this podcast and share this episode with two friends so we can try and help as many men as possible live their strongest and best lives. I'm trying to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen, so thank you for the support. Don't forget our motto here. We have two of them. One is train your life to change your life because I truly believe you can train small aspects of your life every day to see a positive result in the future. And the second motto here is get strong and stay strong. Until next time, gents. Peace.